0: Once upon a time, it wasn't necessarily the easiest thing to be an NBA basketball fan in Canada.
1: Yeah, other than a few games on TV, there wasn't a lot to watch.
0: And of course, that started to change in 1995 when the Toronto Raptors entered the league as an expansion team.
1: Even with the Raptors coming in, though, there wasn't a lot to cheer about.
0: That's true. Those first few years were definitely brutal, but that all changed on a fateful draft night in 1998, and the rest is history. Submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society, we call this episode, The Tale of Insanity. She's Jen, he's Mario, and we're basketball fans looking to give props to arguably one of the best in the game, though we might be a little biased, right, Jen?
1: (laughs) Yeah, just a little bit.
0: (laughs) Of course, we're talking about half man, half amazing, Air Canada Canada. himself, Vincent Vincent Lamar Lamar (laughs) Carter. Carter. You and I could hear it like the, the call first happened yesterday. It's yeah. been 22 years since the man came into the league and forever changed the landscape of Toronto Raptors basketball, obviously, but basketball in general. So what better way to pay tribute to a 22-year career that has just officially been closed by the man himself than with a Midnight Society episode dedicated to Vince Sanity. Jen, give me some initial thoughts. When you think Vince Carter, what comes to mind? Um, His dunks, I
1: think. Just him dunking, I think, um, definitely was, I think, the thing that got Canadian basketball fans excited and something to watch and just seeing this guy come out of nowhere and <laughs> throw down these dunks. It was something... Um, Basketball fans, I mean, Canadian basketball fans hadn't watched a lot of basketball, so it was like something new. And then there's this guy who's like doing things people have never seen before. So I think it was just his dunks and what he was doing.
0: Are you willing to throw down on the record right now that Vince Carter is the best in game dunker that the NBA has ever seen?
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's like any question. I don't know if there's anybody I like what other name can you throw out there that's up there. I don't know. I don't think there's anybody.
0: I really don't think this is because we're biased toward the Toronto Raptors or Vince either. Like the footage speaks for itself. And I know that a lot of, you know, kids today are looking back. At least they have YouTube to sort of help them understand some of the things Vince was doing 22 years ago. But we live through it. I think that's what's so cool for us. I know we have talked about it in, in one of our own conversations before how, you know, Jordan was always Jordan and it was great to watch him as well as young kids. But it's like we were in high school. Vince was coming in the league. He was around our age, a few years older. And there was just something special about, like you said, watching this guy come in and put the Toronto Raptors on the map finally with his exciting style of play. Yeah. He also was, I think, undoubtedly responsible to turn the ship around. The the Raptors started winning, and it's because of Vince that they uh, became a winning team. They got into the playoffs for the first time, was it 2000, right? He led them in the 2000 playoffs. It was a first-round exit, Uh, but the next year, 2001... Not only leading them into the playoffs, leading them to their first playoff series win. I think it was against the Knicks. That's just purely off my memory. And then, of course, going into the series against, do we even say his name on this show? Against number three and the Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> <laughs> I would say his name, but I know you don't like the guy. Um, I, what, are some, I, what? <laughs> Practice? need we say more Uh, what what are some of the things that come to mind like when you think about those early 2000s moments because I know Vince came in like you know he was drafted by the Golden State Warriors in the 98 draft traded that same night over to the Toronto Raptors and for those first couple years he had that you know he was playing with T-Mac all of that they were just establishing themselves as these young dominating forces and then Into the early 2000s, I think it really became Vince's team because he was the guy left. They built, uh, you know, a beautiful thing with him at the helm. We had other guys like AD, your boy, Antonio, uh, you know, Alvin Williams, Boogie. We had like Chris Childs as a backup point guard, Del Curry shooting the lights out. Um, You know, it was just a really cool team. But in the early 2000s, what memories do you have of Vince during that exciting time when the Raptors were finally winning and getting into the playoffs and and winning playoff games.
1: Um, I mean, I don't, well, it's not a Raptors memory, but I think it's like the most significant memory of Vince Carter that if you mention his name, people automatically associate him with the 2000 slam dunk contest. So um, I think watching that, because even before that, we like, Toronto Raptors fans knew he could dunk and he was really good and we were excited to see him in the dunk contest but I don't know if us as fans even knew what he could do when all the lights were on him and the stage was set for him so um I think watching that was like And just to be able to see other players' reactions, people that hadn't paid attention to Vince because he was playing in Canada and maybe wasn't getting the media attention that you would if you were playing in the States. So seeing other players' reactions to him, um, media, it was fun to see that everything that we've been seeing and and then some at that dunk contest.
0: That's such a good point. You bring up the idea that up until then, It was like he wasn't given the stage because he was playing in Toronto and not a lot of people wanted to come up and play in Toronto. So when he finally had the stage at that dunk contest, you you mentioned the other players. I still have that visual and I'm talking about watching it for the first time when we were in high school, uh, not just on the playbacks now, but of... The players like Shaquille Shaq, O'Neal with his yeah. with his handheld camera, right, watching it and going absolutely bonkers over just it, just in shock. Or the
1: the faces of like guys in the crowd, just like, conf- like what did he just do? Like what was that? Like yeah, it was it was fun to watch and see everybody's reaction to him.
0: I think that that absolutely has to be the memory that we started with because even though then. In 2000, for the playoffs, they they got in, and then the next year they started winning in the playoffs. I agree with you. I think it was that moment for Vince himself on the the slam dunk you know contest stage that he really put Toronto on the map. People started paying attention, started taking him and the team a little more seriously, and then he just you know wreaked havoc with his in game dunks, and and the rest was history. Uh, do you have a favorite Vince dunk from the the slam dunk contest or from a game?
1: Um, from the contest, it was the one where he had Tracy McGrady help him with the pass and he went through the legs.
0: Ridiculous.
1: Um, (laughs) I think that was, that was probably my favorite. Um, as far as like in game, um, not, not in the NBA, but the Olympics, um, can't remember the guy's name. He was like seven (laughs) feet tall. he He was super
0: tall and he was he was a Frenchman, I think.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And that dunk, which was like insane. um, That was probably one of my favorite dunks from Vince. I think that was like the best dunk (laughs) in game action was an NBA, but still in game. That was probably up there with like the best dunk (laughs) just because nobody I don't think anybody saw that coming at all.
0: I know that it's since been dubbed the dunk of death, and I don't think there's a better way to explain it. I mean, Vince killed a guy, basically. Jumped over a seven-foot player in-game, and uh, whoa, I don't even think that makes a poster. Like, it's beyond poster. You have to see it in real time to believe it. And uh, yeah, the 2000 Olympic Games at Sydney, crazy. I agree with you. I think that that's the absolute one dunk that comes to mind with Vince. And then, I mean, there was just too many others to name from a, from a game-to-game perspective. But he was certainly doing what nobody else was doing at the time, and especially to be doing it in a Toronto Raptors uniform. It, like, gave us all something extra to be excited about, right? We had that flash. We had that, we had that swagger. You know, you think back to, like, late 90s, early 2000s. There was that real culture forming, that attitude, the swag. And I think Vince just had it all. I mean, T-Mac had it too. And I loved seeing them play together. But once T-Mac left, I feel like Vince really took over the team. And he was just second to none on the cool factor.
1: Yeah.
0: What do you think about the 2001 Eastern Conference semifinal contest? I know that we just quickly mentioned it, but uh, the Raptors were winning. They won the first series of their franchise history get into the eastern conference um semifinals against Allen Iverson and the Philadelphia 76ers and that's a seven game series and it's being pushed to the limit and there is a game winning shot that someone has to take and of course it's going to be our boy Vincent Lamar Carter who steps up and he takes the shot and he misses And that goes down in history up until this past year for for Raptors fans as the shot, right? And now we have a new shot that we celebrate. (laughs) There was a lot of controversy around the shot from 2001. What do you remember about that?
1: Um, I remember that Vince went to graduation the morning of Game 7, which caused a lot of issues within the Raptors organization, um across media with the media with basketball fans um i'm still kind of torn about it to be honest um i understand his need to want to be at that graduation um you know he promised his mom that he would graduate and he did and that's a amazing honor so i understand wanting to be there um I understand wanting to be there any other time other than when that graduation falls on the same day as a game seven. Um, So, I mean, I don't know if it's because of my love for Vince that I want to be like, Oh, it was okay that he went, but, and I don't, I don't necessarily think that he missed that shot because he went to graduation, but maybe as a whole, the whole game would have been different. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that?
0: (laughs) I I think that first of all, I don't know if we've ever talked about this in any of our own conversations because uh, I see that you're kind of like seeing it both ways. And I'm solely on the side that it absolutely didn't matter. He went to graduation. I think he absolutely made the right call. There was nothing else for him to do at the end of the day. Basketball success, fame, fortune, being a celebrity superstar basketball player. That's fleeting. And that could have been taken from him at any moment, right? He went on for a full right. 22 years. <laughs> the man is, is something else. But I think that he absolutely made the right call. I remember watching interviews. It was like something that I think he had promised his mom that he was going to do. Yeah. And then since he's also said, like, I don't regret it. It's something that I promised myself, right? My education meant something to me. So I am firmly on the side <laughs> of it's absolute trash that it was ever brought up into A conversation I think that the media just jumped on it and hey what it came down to was he missed a shot you know we we don't break down every time Jordan missed a shot right dudes missed his fair share of game-winning shots or Kobe's gone on to miss his fair share of game-winning shots etc and Vince has missed other game-winning shots but it was like there was just such a pressure I think on the Raptors organization and on Vince to get it done to to move further than they ever had before and the yeah, narrative absolutely. just fit, I think. But I, I officially wish that they just put that to rest. I think Vince has put that to rest once and for yeah. all in like current interviews. He just is like, it's dumb. And that was absolutely not the case.
1: Yeah, like I said, I don't think him going to graduation was the reason he missed the shot. Like, um, I just think maybe the dynamics with the team, because apparently some of the um, his teammates were a little upset about how it went down how he never really mentioned that he was going until like last minute or didn't even kind of ask not that he had to ask but I guess some players assumed that like maybe he should be asking if he could go um i just wondering if all of that led to some weird dynamics during the game with the players and stuff like that that you know made it come to that the game was coming down to a last shot where maybe the Raptors would have been dominating that game had there been some better chemistry or better stuff going on with the team if he hadn't gone. So that's the only thing, but that's all you, you I mean, you'll know, you'll never know. And it's just, it is what it is kind of thing. So.
0: So I've never actually thought about it this way. And I genuinely don't know. This was Oh one where he missed the shot and there was some animosity and discussion and behind the scenes stuff at work and then obviously moving ahead to 04 when he leaves the raptors some stuff happened in between there it was trouble in paradise was this do you think the start of that or was it more so Vince's injuries that started getting him plagued down or his general unhappiness with the team what's your take on that
1: i think probably it was a combination of a few things i'm thinking um I mean, there was a lot of, um, la- like, there's a lot of feedback that came back with Vince missing that game, right, from Toronto Raptors fans, fans of the team, blaming him possibly for the reason why they didn't win. So I don't know if for him as a player, if you, like, question, like, why am I, pl- like, what do I have to do or what do I have to give to the team um, if they don't, respect me or don't, um, you know, don't care about what I'm doing, then like, why should I care to go out there and perform for them? So I don't know, because there was all this talk about he was injured, but he wasn't really injured. He just didn't want to play. And, um, you know, he was, you know, sitting out games and maybe he wasn't as injured as he thought he was or as he was letting on. Um, Did he give up on the team? Um, So I don't know if it was a combination of that whole game leading up to that. Maybe maybe he was just thinking like, if they don't respect me or don't, you know, appreciate what I'm doing for the team, then why should I continue to give my all for them? So um, that's, I think maybe because that's where it's apparently like, I feel like that was the start of things um, unraveling a little bit for Vince Carter and the Toronto Raptors.
0: For sure. And I definitely remember, like you keep mentioning the whole like that lack of respect, or at least the perceived lack of respect. I know even when they went ahead and they selected Bosch, uh, who would go on to be amazing, right? Um, I I think i heard it somewhere that maybe multiple times in interviews that there was some animosity there. Vince didn't feel that. He had a say as he should have had a say on behalf of the team. Like he was just feeling that lack of respect, like you, like you said. And I just remember listening on like a TSN recap show. I'll never forget where he was standing in front of reporters and he flat out said when they asked him like why he wasn't dunking anymore. And he basically just said, I don't feel like it anymore. And it was like this attitude. And I remember being devastated, right? It was like, you kind of felt that Vince was giving up on the team. Of course, all of these years later, we hear a lot of other pieces that were involved. But at the time, it seemed that way. And I will never forget where I was when I heard the news. Do you remember where you were when you heard the news that Vince Carter was officially gone, traded to the New Jersey Nets from the Toronto Raptors?
1: I don't, actually. I don't. um, It was so painful, you blocked it out.
0: Yeah, (laughs) you blocked it out. (laughs) (laughs) where were you when you had the news I was at home I was at home in the basement I saw it come across on the ticker on the score and I went upstairs to my bedroom and I cried I absolutely cried I have no problem admitting that it was it was a devastating moment and it's one of those things where we knew how much Vince meant to us but then when he was gone and when he would come back especially those first couple years as a new jersey net the boos and the yes. animosity like that was hurt that wasn't because we hated the guy we were hurt no you were hurt yeah like that that hurt
1: that hurt me to see that reaction from other toronto raptors fans cuz i again i don't know if it was because i loved him so much but it was i you know he was gone and that that was that and I was never going to boo him um it was just something I was never going to do so um it hurt to hear all the animosity and the boos and that hatred towards him um what I feel like we didn't know the full story of what went down we'll never know the full story of what went down between him and management um I know there's been documentaries and all that stuff in the meantime that have you know given us light on some new situations and stuff but um yeah I just I was never gonna I loved Vince regardless so I was never booing him (laughs) even if he wasn't a Toronto Raptor
0: I'm with you on that and I'll have to be the first to admit that I I knew that he was going to move on he had his like what four or five years with the Nets I don't think I even recognized how much he did move on after that from the Raptors. Like he's been with the Nets. He's been with the Magic, the Suns, the Mavs, the the Grizz, the Kings, and wrapping things up with the Atlanta Hawks. Eight-time NBA All-Star, obviously Rookie of the Year in 99, 2000 Slam Dunk Contest Champion. There's absolutely no denying the resume of Vince Carter. Um, Some final thoughts about did you see it ending this way? Did you see him ending his career with the Hawks or were you holding on for a a little contract with the Raptors? What do you think?
1: Yeah, no, I was hoping that he would end his career with the Raptors even if, I mean, I didn't necessarily want like the one-day contract where he was like a Raptor for one day and then retired. But I mean, I would take that over him not. Um, So yeah, I was hoping in one of these years where he was doing his like signing a year at a time, he would do one last year with the Raptors and make it come full circle. Um, So yeah, that was what I was hoping.
0: Um, Question for you. Should the Raptors retire his number? That is an emphatic. Yes. And I believe that as we're running out of time, we have a whole new edition of the midnight society that's going to unfold, not only as we talk more about Vince Carter and potentially retiring his jersey, but maybe putting him in the mix. Is he the greatest Raptor of all time? Uh, you don't necessarily have to answer that right now because we'll get to that down the road. But last minute thoughts. Do they retire his jersey? Where does Vince rank?
1: Number one, <laughs> do they retire it? Yeah, I think they have to. Um it was the start of what we have now as the, the Toronto Raptors. So um, I think it's definitely a yes for his number being retired.
0: We agree on that. And as for where he ranks on the all time Raptors list, I think we've previewed it, but we'll get into it more down the road until then to 22 years of half man, half amazing Vinsanity, Vincent Lamar Carter, the man himself. We salute you and we give you thanks for 22 years. And we declare this meeting of the Midnight Society closed.
1: It's over! It's over, ladies and gentlemen!